0: Abolition Abolition.
1: today. Today. Right now, in the shadows of Wall Street, in the shadows of the Statue of Liberty, in the shadows of the skyscrapers that run the world media, is an island. There's no distinction between minors and adults. There's no protection against assault with teenagers are being treated like they were in slavery right now.
2: You want to start talking about structural racism? That is a culture and we've been doing it for years.
3: Riker's Island is named after Richard Riker. Richard Riker was the chief magistrate in charge of the court system of New York City. The spider at the center of a web of bounty hunting rings Kidnapping escaped slaves.
4: Even children kidnapped and sold into slavery. A few years later, and it still happened.
5: I was having a conversation with one inmate, and he asked me, he said, where are all the white inmates? Very seldom did I see a white inmate come through Rikers Island. And if they did, they didn't stay long.
6: Khalifa was legally innocent, but unable to walk out that door. We should be torturing people before they're even tried? What country is that? Holding anybody for two years in solitary on a pretrial basis is inconsistent with who we say we are as a nation.
7: Every time with the court, I was expecting to have my day at trial, and it was just, it was never granted to me
8: you have a right to a speedy trial, and speedy trial is six months. How on earth was Khalif Browder in jail for three
9: years?
2: In May of 2010, 16-year-old Khalif Browder was walking home from a party with a friend when he was stopped by police. An officer said a man had accused them of stealing his backpack. All my people been hurting.
5: Growing up lost, we been broken. I just wanna let the world know. Birth the Caliph, gotta let the pain show. Every day they judge me by my skin color. Modern day slavery, I'm a protester. Coming up a broken ladder. All of my peers living life like it don't matter. Trapped in the system, can't escape prison. Even when you innocent, they don't listen Stand up for your rights, they shootin' when we fight Takin' away life, bringing darkness to your life Political this, political that They just mad at the fact, they just hate that we black This ain't the plantation, off no. you ain't taking us back Malcolm X with the strap, they ain't cutting no slack Instead of giving hope to fulfill a dream They'd rather give us pills for the self-esteem they used to hang us from a tree Now we in the box Pissing in the pot You know what's crazy With Donald Trump calling shots Genocide Homicide Propaganda Justified Khalif
7: Browder Suicide May you rest in peace Problem identified We were beaten We were beaten Stalked the, by the They tackle me and myself with They locked on the, in the cage And started today Fly across
5: the country, dropping grenades Sacrifice the life, so the risk that you pay Underneath the sun, all we feel is the shade The liquor store, right next to the church You ain't never felt my pain, can't tell me what hurts You ain't never wore my shoe, can't tell me my worth You ain't never been without since the day you your birth I'm talking to my ancestors I'm talking to you, slave master Same book, different chapters Same script, different actors how it's measured. When black, you black shoot the stars, some shots get contested. It's the cycle for the youth, we're get neglected. So we strap up and
10: shoot just to feel respected. change and life change to feel protected. By the system, young black males are all affected. We Instagram
7: and Facebook to feel accepted. I pray to God, I hope you can get the message. The judge told me if I plead guilty, I will release from jail that same day. With- I didn't do it, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna make me say I did something just so I could go home If I gotta stay here five more months just to prove that I'm innocent, then so be it It's just, it's just heartbreaking and it's like, I feel like they were just playing with my life
5: What's the solution? Less talking and more doing A revolution, we the people, the constitution No more losing, we see now, no more illusion Who the union, our school system, need more approval What's the guideline? Show me the design they shutting down right before a dollar sign For that real estate, yeah, we know how they debate Rich getting richer, more food on they dinner plate uh, We should march on LaGuardia Screaming out loud, we need more housing in the area That we can't afford, these type of issues can't ignore Instead of walking past, we should pick each other off the floor uh, We just product of environment Either in jail or die before retirement huh. That's the type of shit that
7: they invent They try to set a superman, but really he just clock not I Always believed in standing up for what I thought was right, and if I would have just been guilty, then my story would have been never been heard. Nobody would have took the time to listen to me. I'd have been just another. I've been
2: hurt all my life, Night and morning, morning and night, looking for a change, trying to make a change, yet everything says everything. Looking for a change, trying Popesize. to make a change, praying for a change. Just justified, May you rest in peace, problem
5: identified
6: You heard a clip from Time, the Khalif Browder story, and that was followed up by the track Khalif Browder featuring Nadi Lee, Glory, Lives. Peace and welcome to Abolition Today, a weekly syndicated online radio program with a specific focus on modern slavery as it is practiced through the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution and by for profit prisons worldwide. We air live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, and 4 Pacific. Live streams and archive podcasts are available at AbolitionToday.org and on all major podcast platforms. We're also streaming live in the Clubhouse app at Abolition Today. My name is Yusuf Hassan. I'm joined as always by my co-host Max Parthas. Max, peace.
11: Peace, Brother Yusuf. I am a today.
6: You're a Bama today. That's right. What's going on in Alabama
11: today? Uh, it's the anniversary of, and there's a lot of uh, people out here.
6: Hold on, Max, you're cutting out a little bit.
11: Yeah. I said, yeah, it's you're the, cutting uh, out. Anniversary. Of, it's the anniversary of Bloody Sunday. With, you're, in uh, well, you're in a bad location.
6: You're in a bad location because you're cutting out a lot.
11: All right, go ahead with the show.
6: Okay, I'll let everyone know what you're doing. Max is live on location in Selma, Alabama, during the annual Backwards March, marking March 6th, Bloody Sunday, when thousands walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. So that's where Max is. Last week, Max and I were joined by Gina Anthony-Kennedy of Ohio's Epic, Ensuring Parole for Incarcerated Citizens, a nonprofit prisoner rights advocacy group specializing in parole uh, reform, fair laws, and fair treatment. Gina was, is also the lead organizer behind Ohio Senate Joint Resolution 1, the Abolition Amendment. Uh, Gina is also the host of Kicking with the Kennys and an Abolish Slavery National Network state partner. we talked about the amazing National Quarterly Gathering, and we dug deep into Ohio's connection to the abolitionist movement of the past, and modern constitutional slavery today. We expose some blatant conflicts of interest within the Ohio Department of Corrections. This week, man, so we're going to cover Rikers Island and all the horrors behind that island of death. We'll be joined by Dr. Alpha Toss Stewart, who has spent the last three years on Rikers Island awaiting trial. That's right. That is someone that's been convicted of a crime but as a pretrial detainee and unlike just about every other coverage you've seen we examine this hell on earth from the perspective of slavery abolitionists and not as prison abolitionists or reformists we'll also be joined by tag Harmon. uh tag Harmon is the one who actually brought dr alphatar stewart to us and We'll also bring the fire with some awesome clips and music mixes, just like the one you just heard as our opening track, as we bring the voices of the ancestors back to life for a new generation in our Bridging the Gap segment. So before we start, hopefully we have a better connection with Max now. Tell us uh, about the opening track and how uh, things are going down in Alabama today.
11: So how's my connection sound now? Any better? Yes. Can you? Okay, awesome. So, um, yeah, I thought the track was very fitting for the beginning. It start out describing what's happening.
6: Uh, you, you're still cutting in and out,
11: uh-huh. and, and his connection to anti-slavery, and also the Nadia Ali uh, clip is uh, music was right on point, bringing it home to the point where with like, their humanism. You know what I mean? Uh, rather than looking at them as numbers. And percentages, these are people we're talking about whose lives are being ruined, like Dr. Stewart. And uh, today I'm here, as I said, in Selma, Alabama, for the anniversary of uh, the Bloody Sunday March. And there's a bunch of people out here, dignitaries. Uh, You got Kamala Harris is here. Ben Crump is here. Uh, I was also here with Diane Hart, who is the author of the Florida Abolition Bill. Um, We got to talk a little bit. It was put on by Brother uh, Pastor... Kenneth Sharpton-Glasgow out here in Alabama, he was the one that put the uh, helped put the march together. Uh, he's also one of our ASNN partners working to bring these states into line with uh, ending slavery. I got to speak a little bit in front of the crowd, which was awesome, and uh, broke down what we're all about and why we're here. Uh, I got to admit, it was a little weird <laughs> because they had me go <laughs> right after reparations talk And, you know, I'm not anti-reparations, I'm pro-reparations, but I don't believe that you can achieve reparations without ending slavery. I don't even know how that's possible, because if you do receive any sort of reparation, not just monetary, but anything that says, you know, here, we're paying for this now, there's no way they're going to end slavery. Not after they've already (laughs) paid reparations, they'll amp it up, because – there's nothing stopping them from increasing the prison population by four times or six times what it is now. There's no laws against that. And if you don't stop it before you get reparations, you certainly ain't going to stop it after. It's going to amp up even hotter. Uh, so that was a little weird, of course. And then there was a couple of speakers that were saying some strange things. Like one woman was up there talking about how she don't want to hear no more about Martin Luther King Jr. while standing next to a statue of him in selma alabama (laughs) i don't want to hear no more about martin luther king jr we want to hear about people today and then she went on further to say nobody is doing nothing uh since then and i think she said in the last five years ain't nobody did nothing and and i think you even saw that part and commented and said apparently you don't know the slavery abolitionists (laughs) because we are changing state constitutions all over this country i don't know what you're talking about but we're so it was a little weird, but I think I brought a moment of clarity. The problem is, and I see this happen often, is nobody will be mentioning slavery, even in a place like Alabama. And I'll get in there, and I'll start talking about it, and everybody's cheering as if they all knew, and no sooner than I'm done, then it's out of their mind again. Yusuf,
6: <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and that's why we exist. You know, this is one of the main reasons we're on the air so we can put this information out there. Like many people don't know that right now there is a proposed 28th Amendment to the United States Constitution to repeal and replace the 13th Amendment to remove the exception clause, which legalized slavery. See, prior to that, it was just a generally accepted practice, but the government took it over and they legalized and they memorialized it. In the exception clause of the 13th Amendment And this is why we have situations like we're talking about today With Riker's Island, the island of death And with that, I want to go on and bring in our first guest, Tag Harmon Take a little second So, Tag, welcome to the show Uh, Reintroduce yourself to those who are new listeners
3: (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. Much appreciated. Peace, everyone. It's Tag here, and uh, yeah, repping from from NYC, which houses you know this this uh, monstrosity called Rikers Island. And um, you know, it's always always great to be able to get up with y'all and discuss these you know tragic and 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 vitally important issues.
0: Well, definitely. Peace.
3: Thank so, you Tag, for being Welcome back. Appreciate it. Appreciate it a great deal. And and great to hear about the work y'all are doing out in Alabama.
11: Yo, we gotta uh spread the gospel, man, and get more people involved. Um, because if we had more slavery abolitionist conversation would have been a lot more cognitive. We would it would have been a lot more clearer and even easier to understand. They were chanting things like, uh, prosecute the police. And while they were chanting it, I was replacing the word police with slave catcher. Because if you're talking slave about the catcher. truth, that would be it. <laughs> you know, what are you going to prosecute the police for? Prosecute a slave catcher? How many slaves do you got to catch to be a slave catcher? Right? And, right? and it tripped me out at one point after I was speaking. It was a woman who came after me. And she said, yes, he's right. And the worst thing of all is mental slavery. And I'm like, did you not just hear me? 200% capacity here in Alabama where 80% of your inmates are black. That's not mental slavery. They are literally in cages physically. <laughs> but, you know, Absolutely. like I said, they, they they are lost to understanding what they're dealing with. They're already moving to the stage of reparations without the part of ending slavery. So what could I expect?
3: And I'm always reminded okay. of the sister. Oh, no, uh, please, pardon okay. Gotcha. I was just going to say, you know, just always reminded of, of the sisters' refrain at at the march, you know, uh, the uh, millions for prisoners' human rights march, you know, um, reparations in human bodies, you know, and and the way that she was, you know, the way that she was just repeating that, and the, the passion behind that was was so palpable, you know, um, and 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 that's that's what's what's truly needed, you know, as, as you say, we can't. We can't jump the gun on reparations when heads are still enslaved out here in 2022. Yeah, so the Tag, largest wanna, prison population in history. Go ahead, you're so sorry. I,
6: I, yeah, I want to jump into prepping for our caller because I know the caller should be calling in any minute. If our caller is on the line, remember to press one to raise your hand to be entered into the phone queue. Uh, So. I want to play this track that you sent me, Tag, and then I want you to give me a little bit of information behind that and then we'll bring in the caller because I know the caller should be calling in around seven seventeen. So this was a track that you sent in from the comrades, and I'll let you explain it afterwards. This is a one minute clip that we're gonna play from October thirtieth,
12: twenty twenty one. Immediately release everyone detained in NYC jail. Go! Woo! Woo! October 30th at 9 30 a.m. allow medical workers and community members along with a legal observer to enter bcbc to triage existing patients to outside care perform life-saving assessments and to see the conditions loved ones are held in three give eyes on you committee members monthly unannounced access to any jail facility requested. We are expecting a reply by November 8th. You can hit us up at prisoners 2021 at gmail.com. Y'all got 10 prisoners 2021 at gmail.com. Woo!
6: Free them all! Free them all! Free them all! Free them all! Okay, so that was the clip uh tag. Could you give us some uh more information about that clip?
3: Yeah, definitely. And and great looks on uh, playing the clip. So, you know, as as y'all know, uh one of the organizations that I work with out here is uh Root and Branch Collective uh here here in NY and um another group that we are connected to and and that some of the uh Root and Branch Collective comrades um, also work with is called Eyes on You, and they've been doing a lot of strong work, um, support work for for heads that are inside um, of the the local jails out here, um, particularly on Rikers, but but um, you know at, at these these uh, various facilities, um, and one of the main uh, focal points of their efforts have been around um, healthcare workers, you know, very uh, of various types, and offering up you know, services that are, of course, not not being uh, offered by these plantations are not being offered inside of Rikers. So, um, especially as, as the outbreak ramped up, you know, there, there are a number of actions just raising that contradiction, you know, and, and, and also demanding that um, outside observers be able to get inside and, and um, see what the actual conditions are, because, you know, we're Hearing all the time from our comrades inside of, of how horrific this, the conditions are, but you know, as always, they do everything that they can to silence that, you know, and to and to block, you know, any um, any entry in, into what all they want so that they could do their dirt. So, um, so that was a, a quick compilation of you know some of those efforts uh, in recent months, and 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 that work definitely continues to this day.
6: So there are a couple of new callers on the line. If our uh, guest, Dr. Elsfitas Stewart, is on the line, please press one so we can see you come up on the board and we can bring you into the conversation.
3: Yep, and it's it's looking like it's looking like he is. So ideally, y'all can press one and and connect. Can you get
6: the last four from him?
3: So it should be. Off of the last four, the one second, the last four would be
6: 6307. Got him. Yes, hello? Uh, doctor Alpha Stewart, please, uh, welcome back to Abolition Today with Max Partless and Yusuf Hassan, along with our guest Tag Harmon. Uh, welcome back, sir.
13: Good evening, this is Do- Dr. El-Fatar Stewart. Um, I'm located at Ruggers Island Slave Plantation, the AMKC building, and I've been here for 36 months, facing 200 years' of life for the Nile of allegedly robbing Harlem drug dealers for a cell phone and a pack of cigarettes. Now, this corner of hell is a complete violation of the United Nations standard minimum rules for treatment of prisoners, also what we know as the Nelson Mandela Rules. I believe this was held at Geneva in nineteen fifty five. It was uh, re-approved May 22, 2015. Now, we're supposed to be protected from torture, cruel and humane treatment, degrading treatment, but we suffer sensory deprivation here. We're sprayed with and capsicum and greening and bear repellent for the slightest provocation. We're cut with a cuff shackled, left and bullpen for days surrounded by mice, gnats, and water bugs. The news depicts us as violent inmates who assault staff, but no one asks why would a man face a minor charges assault a correctional officer's. And risk new charges. To answer that question, we are not afforded medical. When an inmate is stabbed or cut, the only way to get to the clinic for medical is to punch or slap a prison guard, because now they'll spray you, beat you, and bring you to the clinic where it's discovered this detainee has a serious stab wound. Diplomacy gets nothing in here, only violence and ignorance. We get no books to read. Visits were suspended, so we had no physical contact with loved ones. The mail is misappropriated or thrown away on, on a regular basis. No educational programs exist. I haven't had outside recreation in over two years. The food is not fit for human consumption. Sent to us on food trays that are not properly washed and still has food encrusted on it from the last meal. Medical is a joke. Detainees have to go crazy in the clinic to get sent to the outside hospital for real help because medical staff here give out Band-Aids and ibuprofen for everything from a broken jaw to a stab wound. I had my jaw broke in 2019 by staff who slammed me on, the, on my face. And get, didn't, I didn't get no medical until 14 days later when I went to the dentist who had me rushed to Bellevue once he saw my x-ray with a broken jaw. I personally filed over 197 grievances. Attorney Jennifer Parrish of the Urban Justice Center presented my grievances to the Board of Corrections and in a meeting with the New York City Council members, all to no avail. So the grievance program is a joke. They still perform illegal cavity searches to degrade us, destroy our legal mail and photos of loved ones on searches to provoke us, and they promote and place bets on gang violence by opening certain housing units At the same time, a rival housing unit is in the hallway. We don't have the keys to these doors, so these gladiated free-for-alls are created and encouraged by prison guards, who happen to be our own blacks and Latino people who took this job to get paid for our pain and hardship. Now, dealing with my case personally, I had suppression hearings without a certificate of compliance and a certificate of readiness, from ever being filed by the DA's office, and I'm still being held unlawfully. The main reason why people are copping out because they hold us here on Rackers Island so long and we suffer with so much abuse. I do rather cop out and just go upstate than to be here suffering. It's been 36 months in full violation of Khali's Law, CPL 30.30, and my Sixth Amendment right to United States Constitution. I pay my attorney, Jeff Chappell, $10,000. He hasn't filed one motion. Doesn't answer my letters, phone calls. Judge Curtis is allowing this injustice in his courtroom. And the last ADA, Matthew and told four different attorneys he knows the case was a drug deal going bad, but he still prosecuted me for a robbery and a burglary he know never exists. Now, I have a new ADA who's been assigned to my case after three years, a Miss Antoinette Darlene Carter, a sister, a black woman. And I pray she in tune with how I'm being railroaded and stands up and puts an end to this, because the last DA Matthew Tyman threatened the lesbian victims, regardless of the fact that they, the 911 call states that the man who walked them had a ski mask. They told Daniel Johnson they would take her kids, her children, and arrest her if she didn't say it was me. They told Riley Towner they would arrest him and revoke his parole if he didn't say it was me. Now Ronald Tyler's off parole. Daniel Johnson moved. It's been three years. And I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on. I just pray these police threats don't hold no weight to them now. Because my mom just turned 70, March 5th, bless her, 2022. So I can't cop up to anything. I had to go all out so she could see me free before God calls her home. And I've been suffering. This Island thing, it's a joke. It's our own people that's torturing us and hurting us more than anything. We had no contact business, and there was more drugs in here than there are on the streets because it's the officers who are bringing it in. Nine officers got caught bringing in comic books laced with K-2, so dudes walk around here with zombies. You can look at these dudes' fingers. They look like they're playing in feces from smoking and stuff, burning their fingers. It's like... I I don't really know how to describe the atrocities that go on. People are dying in here, and they're not reporting it, and they're saying it's drug overdoses, but these people are bringing the drugs in. We don't have access to this. We didn't have no contact visits, and the visits now, they go through so much screening, can't nobody bring you anything. They're damn near strip searching and performing cavity searches on our mothers and our fathers when they come see us. I mean, my next court date right now, is uh, I believe, March 28th. I'm at 100 Center Street, Part 81. Anybody who can help, step up and help. Anybody who's protesting against this on abuse, step up now. This brother's in here that's been here for four years, five years, for garbage cases. I mean, the most silliest things you can imagine, and we suffering hard, no support, no love, nothing anywhere. We get no sanitizer, no cleaning supplies. I go to commissary buy my own shampoo to clean the dorm up, to clean the house up, to clean the showers. We have to grieve it to get toothpaste and commissary. Certain officers who are on the inside who do help us try to bring us soap and sanitizer because the administration don't do nothing. It's 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 so bad here. The phones smell like crap. They smell like feces because they haven't been washed or cleaned. These phones are over two, three hundred years old, damn there, something like that. And I got a sock over the phone with a mask on in order to talk to y'all right now because the phone smells so bad. There's so much bacteria kicked up in it. That's the atrocities we suffer in the island. And they don't tell y'all this, or the media don't depict this. They just depict us as violent. you got to think, why would an inmate face face a misdemeanor, assault, or officer risk a new charge? These dudes get stabbed, and when no medical comes, the only way to get the medical is to assault an officer. That's the only thing. And these officers, here, they come in here, they get their nails and their there and these females, they're on the phones all day doing nothing. The males don't do nothing.
12: Yeah,
13: I, I need help. Please help us all in here. Everybody in here is suffering. This is not a game. It's not a joke. It's not fun. This slave plantation was built by Judge Richard Riker back in the eighteen hundreds, and his legacy still lives on. Cause now they using our own people to slave us and torture us, and send us back upstate to these slave plantation up north to these racist white people. Man, this has to end. Like I said before. Eric Adams, he's a black man, he's in power to help. Alvin Bragg, he's another black man, he put in power to help. These people got to step up. We have to petition. I wrote councilmen, assemblymen, congressmen, senators, all to no avail. When when is somebody going to step up and do something? When we all die, when there's enough death? There's been three deaths this year, two in this building. Some stab wounds because they didn't bring this man to medical. Another one from a drug overdose, they still don't know what kind of drug. And this man didn't go to medication, or anything. So it wasn't nothing that was prescribed to him over the counter. And they they put all this under the rug. That that we have no. There's no black support. Like I don't understand it. How, like the, the God bless the Asian lady that 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 was killed. She got a hundred thousand in a week for support. People dying in here, and there's no support at all. Where are the black people at? Where are my people at? I don't, I don't understand.
10: I don't understand.
13: Man. I
10: don't understand it all.
13: It's
11: fine me, like... brother. I just want people to understand what they're listening to right now is this is a brother who is experiencing crimes against humanity, prison or jails on the planet in New York in conditions that are deemed by everybody across the world, and I mean organizational bodies across the world, as torture and Crimes Against Humanity, um, Sixth Amendment being violated. He's been in there for three freaking years without a trial, and he's one of many just like him. He's already told you about how he's been broken. All was broken, and he had to wait two weeks to finally get into the hospital, and you have to smack a guard just to get medical attention because they don't give a damn. And the horror of it all is compounded by the fact that it's being done by our own people who are doing this for a freaking paycheck. 80% of the people, well, not 80, more like 95% of the people, from what I heard, who are in Rikers right now, black and brown people. New York is not all black and brown. It's a that, that's a small percentage of the total population. So how is it just all black and brown are suffering from this crime against humanity? So I just wanted the listeners it's to sad. know exactly what they're hearing. This
13: is so sad. I mean, I've been here. And I mean, they left us in bullpens for hours with gnats and mice. Just water bugs everywhere. They don't show this. They say these politicians came to the island to visit. They didn't come to here in the trenches where I am. I'm a C-95, AMKC, known as the Dophine Building, where people still have methadone and all kind of other addictions that they're going through. And they just leave you here to suffer, sleeping and throw up and vomit and urine and feces. And they, they treat us like animals, so people act like animals, nor they get medical attention. And then... But there, People don't even go to court no more. They say you have court. I haven't been to my last four court dates because these people won't bring me to court. I'm, I'm and it's a it's an order to produce, but they just uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. you can have a court date. It's the correctional staff telling me this, and I want to go to court to face a judge to put these atrocities on record and let them know I object to me being held so long a violation of my constitutional rights. But I'm not even being brought to court to put this on record.
3: And and uh, oh, just going back just very quickly because on that, I mean, I I've been in there in the court personally when when they've done that, just just failed to bring you in, and this is what happened at the most recent uh, hearing that that was scheduled, and so uh, can you speak to that? How how are they justifying? Not you know quote unquote producing you for for your own appearances. You have
2: one minute left.
13: they say saying they're understaffed. That's the excuse for everything. They say COVID and they're understaffed. They say they're understaffed. They have a transportation division specifically for this, and yet they say they're understaffed. I haven't been produced for my last four court dates. And then the court. I dates hope I you're able
10: to call back in. You?
13: Yes, I will definitely call back in. These last last court dates are so important because I wanted to put these violations on the record, but I'm not even being brought to court. It's like corrections is working with the court system to destroy black lives. And and it's like medical and is working with them to destroy even more black lives because we don't get proper medical. We don't get brought to court on time. Then when we get to court, we're being railroaded. Every motion I try to put in, the judge ignores. And I write the administrative judge. I don't get no response from them. I write the Supreme Court judge. I get no response from them. Who do I write to? Who do I get help from? I mean, I'm screaming help, but nobody's answering stepping up. Thank healthy. you for
11: using. Securus. Goodbye. Well
10: Hey, Yusuf,
11: wow. let's go ahead and play that. Let's play that track from Raphael Sadiq and to give him a chance to fall back in.
6: Yes, we'll play that. Uh, we have this track here. Our plea agreement's unconstitutional. The r lo- Law Group, and it will be followed up by Raphael Sadiq, Raikazali, and we're going to play that. I see people have their hands up. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Hopefully, uh, Dr. Stewart can call back in, but we'll be right back in one moment. Abolition.
14: day. Alan Dershowitz in his article he says most plea bargains, plea agreements are unconstitutional. So if you're not familiar with criminal law, a plea deal or a plea bargain is an agreement made by a defendant so somebody who's been charged with a crime and a prosecutor somebody who is representing the government and charging the person with the crime they come to terms and they come to an agreement and they say i know i've been charged with this crime and it has these penalties but I'm gonna take a deal, I'm gonna make a deal with you, and in, uh, the benefit of that deal is I'm gonna get a reduced sentence. So the penalties would be what they are here, and the prosecutor is gonna offer you a deal, you're gonna take the deal, and you're gonna close the case. It's gonna save the government from having to prosecute you and go through the expense and the time of a trial, and you're gonna get a better deal because you're taking a plea agreement, whereas the penalties would be worse if you went to trial and lost. Well, Mr. Dershowitz says that this is really unconstitutional because you have a right under the Sixth Amendment to have a trial by a jury. You have a right to go through due process and find yourself in a court, in front of a court, in front of a judge, in front of a jury, and defend yourself. It's part of what's called due process. The problem with that is that prosecutors will ask for harsher penalties if you actually exercise that right. If you go through the court process and you say, I want my day in court, if you are convicted, then they'll impose more serious, harsher penalties. And so what Mr. Dershowitz is saying is that if you decline a plea bargain, you're going to receive a much harsher penalty. That's a violation of the right to a Sixth Amendment. to right to your trial by jury. You have that right, and it's being watered down because the prosecutor's offices are creating these incentives against going to trial. If you go to trial, it will be worse. In the criminal defense world, we call this a trial tax and it's something that we see very, very frequently.
6: I'm Max Parthas, and our guest Tag Harmon, and Dr. Stewart is back mm-hmm. on the line. So, Dr. Stewart, I'll open it to you since you have the limited time.
13: Yes. Now, I'm I'm sure people are not familiar with the uh, People versus Wilson cases recently, where a doctor from Ragged Island was charged with 46 counts of rape of molesting women over in the um, Rosemary Singer building. This man's case was dismissed because they failed to fulfill the discovery obligations. My case is nowhere near as serious as his. How is this possible that this man gets around 46 counts of rape? I'm here for allegedly robbing two drug dealers for a cell phone and a pack of cigarettes, and I've been here 36 months. This man didn't even spend a month in jail. If that's not bias and corruption, I don't know what is. It's numerous cases. Dudes are getting bailed for murders. I'm not even in for a murder charge. It's an illusion but a dude got $50,000 bail for a blatant murder charge. I'm here remanded, held, 36 months suffering. And, I mean, there's people in here who's been in here for five years without trial for a burglary, for a robbery. For a, one dude one, was in a, here for a, mean, a misdemeanor for two years. You can't even get no more than a year for a misdemeanor. I was here for two years. It's just so disgusting. we just played it's a track food.
6: regarding. Uh, sorry for cutting you off. We just played a track regarding the right. agreements and the, the trial tax, like how people are getting much more time for going to trial. Could you speak towards yes. that? You know, just the whole process, the bullpen therapy, yes. the. The outrageous uh, process that that's going on when it okay, comes this to is, this is plea what, agreements or getting hit with more time because you go to trial, please.
13: Yeah, this is what it's what they do. If you go to trial, let's say if you're facing if you're facing a, a charge for robbery, the max is twenty five years if you go to trial. So they'll offer you fifteen, and be like, if you don't take this fifteen, you go to trial, we're gonna give you the max. And the judge enforces the mask on you just because you put them through the whole courtroom hoopla. You made them pick a jury and you fight for rights. Regardless of whether you're innocent, they don't care. And then the bullpen therapy is you handcuffed, shackled, placed on the bus at 5 in the morning. You won't get to the court building until like 10. And you're still shackled and cuffed up. waist restrained, chained. They give you a
9: cheap... You have one minute left.
13: ...green bologna sandwich with cheese to eat for lunch and maybe a cup of water. And then when you're you in the courtroom, you're in there for like ten minutes. They give you five minutes just to discuss and make decisions on your whole entire life. Then you're back in the bullpen until six, seven at night. Then you're brought back to your jail. We don't go back to your jail till like two in the morning. And then you're back in the bullpen until you brought to the hours until the next day, five in the morning. And that's the procedure every day for the courts. So they're torturing us and, and belittling us on purpose to wear us down, to force us to cop out. That's why the cop-out rate so much, and most of these dudes is innocent. I'm almost out of time. It's still one minute. I thank y'all everything. God bless y'all. Please, if anybody will step up and help, step up and help. Not just me, but it's the majority of people here who are going through the same thing. Man, we all hurt. I'm an AMKC, C-95, Talk store, A-L-F-A-T-A-H-S-T-E-W-A-R-T.
3: Thank you for using
13: Secure yeah, sure. Goodbye.
6: Yes. Wow, well, uh, we have definitely. There. We Go on, on
11: carry on this conversation on behalf of Dr. Stewart and what he's dealing with, and as he said, many more. Uh, he put his information out there for you to support him to come in for his court date and raise hell about this. Um, and it, of them, this, these are crimes against humanity happening in real time. And their their families are being exploited We we were talking earlier about the price tag About all of this Now remember the conditions that they are living in In this jail And yet it costs nearly $600,000 a year To incarcerate one person like him for a single year $600,000 dollars be living in a five-star hotel for $600,000 a freaking year not in right. absolute squirrel, uh, squalor and despair and, and destitute and like animals. Like animals get better treatment. So maybe we should call Peter and get them on our side. in Bad shape. Maybe that'll get some attention.
6: <laughs> you know, Max. Uh, we have a uh, caller has had his hand or his or her hand up for a while. Seven one zero eight. Okay. I'd like to bring you in. Uh, you're on Abolition Today with Max Parthas and Yusuf Hassan and our guest, Tag Harmon. Uh, welcome to the show.
15: Hello. Hey, Tag. This is Kendra. Um, hey, Kendra. Yes. Um, to, to coincide with Stewart say I'm his fiance. Yeah, they know for the past three years they do not produce them. I'm coming away from Massachusetts. So I have – and funds is limited. And basically, yeah, they don't produce in the court. The last court day, I, he called me. He called my best friend, to be exact, and said that they didn't bring him to court. So I called the courts. First, I called Riker. Riker said it was the courts. So then I called the courts. First, the guy was giving me bibble-babble. So then I waited. I called back Riker's Allen, and um, they was like, um, the courts is still the courts. So I called back the court to the courts where I got a lady. She said he fell under the cracks. I said, man, he fell under the cracks. What do you mean by he fell under the cracks? He has a court date today, so I had lied to him because I couldn't make it down there. I said, "Well, I came from way to Massachusetts. I'm sitting in my sister's house." She was like, "Oh no, come back down because we're just gonna produce him for ten minutes, and um, we're just gonna bring him down for ten minutes, and then they're gonna adjourn the case." What's the problem with adjourning the case? So Jason, who was there, I asked Jason. He said that the lawyer never showed up, mind you. They gave that they, they granted his co-defendant a thirty thirty. I'm like, how did they grant the thirty thirty on the co-defendant, but they denied Alcatraz? So um, they didn't have much much more. So I'm like, this makes no sense. So I'm like, how did he fall under crack? So what I did, I got into, I went into my computer, which I've been in my computer all day. Tomorrow I have to send this. I'm hoping that he gets this big package that I um I found out a lot of things. So um the, with the New York Discovery Reform Law a bench book for the judges, I wrote to the senators, I wrote to the governor, I've been writing for them to, to them for years, even with the Bar Association, with the, the lawyer that we hired. He doesn't do anything. Mind you, they had him down as an 18B lawyer. When we paid him $10,000, he was um, Judge Farber, assigned him to the case. How do you want to assign somebody that was paid $10? Mind you, he didn't put in a notice of the the representation. Out? And till this day, he still hasn't put in a notice of representation. So that means, oh, according to that law, that all the courts they oh. said he showed up to, he basically, he was represented without um, attorney. But they still, did they, when we tried to correct it, they tried to correct it, but didn't put no sanctions on it, which I found out in the laws because I went on one of the senator's pages. Um, I forgot the guy's name. And this is how I got down all the legislators, which I'm sending him tomorrow, to people, and mind you. With the old ADA um, Diamond, being that they fired him or whatever happened to him, now his cases are coming up, and I found out with the same thing that Alphatar is going through. He was just presented in court in 2017 with People versus Rupo where the 30/30, they granted this lady the 30/30 because he wasn't ready for court. On every court date, they was ready for court. Then they, then it's a lot of stuff that discovery that wasn't represented in court. I sat there for many a days and watched when they had the um, the the Brady hearing. the the um, The cop got on the um, just asked the um, cop on the stand, "Well, what about the body camera?" He said he didn't see no body camera. So what I did when I got home was I faked like I was in Harvard Law School and asked four detectives, the 28th and the 26th priest and the 32nd precinct. What happens? All three detectives, homicide detectives, ask them. Well, if, say I'm I'm doing the research or whatever, whatever. What happens when you on the phone. Do y'all get? Yeah. I said, do y'all get all the um body camera? He said we I'm have listening. to do all of that. So this detective sat on the stand and lied about the the body um camera. And mind you, we have copies of the body camera where you can tell that something is wrong here. These people are lying. Because so, they um, never said anything Kendrick. about Alshifa.
3: Uh, it, it sounds yeah. as though um, Dr. Stewart was able to get back on. Is, is that right?
13: Yes. Yes, I'm back on.
6: Okay, great.
3: great.
13: Yeah. She, didn't, she didn't address the atrocities that she had to suffer because of this case. Now, this case happened in Manhattan. They raided her home in Massachusetts, what? a house I've never even been to. Daddy, look, oh. you do not want to be here. Uh, oh. Please mute your phone oh.
11: if, you're, if you're not talking. Yeah.
13: Huh? They raided. They raided. They raided ra- oh, ra- ra- her home. In- they- they ra- I don't know. They raided
10: her ra- home in Massachusetts. <laughs>
13: destroyed her property. Put holes in <laughs> her ceiling. Number
16: eight.
11: You, if you want to mute that? We have you, Doctor Stewart. We're trying to get the background voice okay.
16: Yes. Okay. The, the
13: I got it. she had to suffer, she, she has nothing to do with this case at all. And only thing she has to do is she's my alibi witness. I was with her the time they, and in a whole other state, with her when this alleged crime took place. And they went out to Massachusetts, fraud, fraud, committed fraud with a fake, phony warrant. Raided her home. A home she just moved to a house that I never been to. Destroyed her property. Took her safe. Her life savings. She had her paperwork for a surgery, so she couldn't even go get a surgery because they took the paperwork. They sexually harassed her because it was it was female the there, but they made a male officer search her. Had her in the car for up to five hours while they destroyed her home, and they still to this day haven't got her property, and everything. Dealing with this case is corrupt and foul. Like who goes to a whole another state to house that the alleged the alleged person accused this crime never been to and destroys a home that was witness tampering and witness intimidation. Then four months later, after that, they went back up there, showed her a photograph of a female I used to deal with in order to make her go against me. And when that didn't work, they threatened her with arrest if she come to court and testified on my behalf. Then went to my mother's house. Threatened my mother, forced paperwork to the housing authority to try to get my mother evicted, where the paperwork says I was convicted of committing a robbery on housing grounds when I didn't even go to trial yet. So I had to write um assembly members and council members to step up for my for my mother, cause she 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 walks she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and she uses a walker to get around, so she couldn't even make it to court to fight these allegations. And then the lawyer that we got to represent me, he didn't even bring this witness tampering, the witness intimidation up in court. Whereas all my other witnesses, a lot of them moved, some of them lawyers up, now some of them scared to get involved. It's It's been atrocities with this whole case from the very beginning on how I know I cannot be the only one who's going through this madness. There's other people in going through the same thing. It's just that they don't have a voice or people like y'all to put it out there, what we're going through. And we need more of this for this to be exposed. We need the media to get lost so this can be exposed. Because when we expose this, people go to jail for these crimes they're committing against us. Nowhere on the planet, if she was white, we wouldn't have been going through that. If I was white, I wouldn't be going through that. Let's get to the real point of this. We're black, we're poor, and I have a record. This is why they they, they subject us to this madness.
11: Yeah, of how they have this assembly line of flesh and bone, bone set up where the goal is to get you to prison. So they don't want to just keep you in rankers. They want you to go straight. you plead guilty, that's where you end up.
13: Uh, and and, and if,
11: still, with, go ahead, brother.
13: It's nowhere in the world I could ever go back upstate to prison. If y'all look up the December 2017 edition of San Francisco Bay newspaper. They put the article where these police put glass in my glass in my food to try to kill me. In Attica, they handcuffed me, shackled me, threw me down the stairs. In Wendy's, they tried to tear my testicles off my body. I mean. And Clinton, they, I was almost in a full body cast. They fractured my ribs and, and 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 dislocated my hip. I cannot go back to these racist camps with these people up there. Whereas you have a fight with another inmate, they come and beat you, the snot out you to break y'all up. And I, I walk with a cane now and have a leg brace for the rest of my life and have drop foot syndrome for the abuse I suffered at the hands of these people. I had to take medications for like two years to so my stomach could heal from eating glass. Charcoal and all kind of insures and I would I'll I never be normal I could never ever go back upstate to be subject to that madness I'd rather die than go back upstate to that madness and I feel for the brothers who are up there who suffer like that I did 28 years in prison 28 I cannot do no more and I'm not doing no more that's why I'm here talking now for people yeah, we got to step up and help each other. If we stand, we not doing nothing the same as doing something foul. It's like if I'm on an elevator with two dudes and they ain't rape a female and I don't help, I'm going to be charged too. Not doing something is the same as doing something foul, so we all have to do something. I've been screaming for help for the longest. I don't know when help is going to come. Been, when? How?
11: Yeah, the only help that I see us doing right now is for everybody. We got to show them that these are crimes against humanity. These are Blatant violations of your constitutional rights Everybody else's rights is getting protected Why not yours? Uh, So we've got to really hold The United States feet to the fire on this And how dare they try to lead the way In some humanitarian crisis in other countries While this is happening right here, right now To their own citizens By their own hands Like, you wouldn't wish this on your worst enemy What you're going through right now So it's we we much. need to they know.
13: They want they want they want us to come home old gray. And, and, and decrepit and wasted life, and like the Thirteenth Amendment, you know that slavery really exists upstate. Where if you don't take a program, they keep lock you, lock you up, put you in a box for not working. They use the Thirteenth Amendment and enforce that hard upstate, where you're a slave of the state you're in for committing a crime, and they mandate that up there, and they go, they charge you five dollars even if you don't have no money, and they lock you down for 30 days. And if you continue not to take a program and work for them, and these slave plantations making license plates or couches and furniture for these big companies, they're going to put you on what's called idle. Idle means you only get one hour recreation a day. Other than that, you do not come out yourself, period. So slavery is truly enforced upstate hard. Down here, Hmm. slavery takes a different toll. They just give us nothing and leave us here until they send us off. That's why I call the corrections, all all corrections down here, I look at them as Stevie from the character from The Django Unchained. He just sits here and watches them send all his people off to these play play plantations upstate and does nothing. All these corrections are Stevie in my eyes.
11: Brother Tag, did you want to uh, highlight anything or, or make any questions or comments while we have them on the line?
3: Yes, yes. I will just point towards the SF Bayview article that uh, Dr. Stewart just mentioned. Y'all can find that. The title is Lab Confirms Glass in New York Prisoners' Food. And that that was in San Francisco Bayview November of 2017.
11: I believe that so, we reported on that back on New Abolitionist Radio.
3: No doubt. Yeah, yeah. And And Dr. Yeah. Stewart as far as uh the, the efforts that you're calling for to to increase the pressure on those that are, are you know participating in this railroading, I know that you were talking about uh having having heads reach out to this new DA, this new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. Um it do you want to talk about that or, or any other efforts that, that you would like to call for? It?
13: Absolutely. Alvin Bragg's in the position. Where you could change the whole dynamics of the judicial system Just by paying attention to these cases Like a lot of these cases make no sense they said, like, just look at a good example. They, they, their theory is I woke up five in the morning, went to Manhattan from Massachusetts with a suit and tie, changed from a suit and tie to a sweatsuit, robbed two drug dealers for a cell phone and a pack of cigarettes, changed back to a, a suit and tie, went to a drug program, then went to next Truck Driving Academy, took pictures, then went back to Massachusetts. Like, the theory of these cases is amazing. They a dude, here, um, Ralph Thompson, they said he tried to to shoot somebody, they don't have a gun, they only have the person who got shot and he's still being charged with attempt murder. They don't even have the person who allegedly got shot, the gun, him shooting nobody. These, they, all they have to do is just pay attention to the details of these cases. What they do is arrest us and they scare people to make a complaint. Once they make the complaint and you get indicted, they hold you up here until you cop out and they send you on your way. Because I'm still here, that's because I'm not popping out. And they offered me 20 years of the raiment. How could I take that? I can't take anything. And I have life parole, so I would never go home if I take anything. They will reinstate my whole case from before. That's the dilemma that I'm in right now. And they gave me, they overcharged me. They gave me four counts of burglary, four counts of robbery for a cell phone and a pack of cigarettes that was never took. We have videos of these people talking to the police where they have packs of cigarettes and they making calls on their phones. So what phones are they missing and what cigarettes was they missing? It's its, it's amazing. I, I I don't know. I mean... I don't know what, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I just pray and stay focused and keep fighting. And I pray other people keep fighting because they're just forcing us in this system and they're losing us and they're taking us away from our families. They're taking a black man away from his family. They're destroying us and they're doing it and they're laughing about it. And I know on the inside in here, people here at the law library is a joke. We gotta fight and and, and threaten people to get to the law library and the people in the law library don't even know what they're doing. So we gotta learn ourselves learn the law ourselves in here. And these people some people they don't have GEDs. they can't even read. So I'm helping me and like seven other people try to interpret them help them interpret their case and what they're going through. They only some people only the here don't even understand the charges they're in here for. It's amazing. This dude don't even know the charges he's in here for. And I'm like, how? And he and he's been here for a year. The trial he's in here is bad, man. Somebody gotta do something. We as a people gotta stick together, get together, and do something. All these rappers and entertainers and, and they they gotta step up. Don't just stand by and do nothing. These NBA players don't stand don't stand by and do nothing. Y'all in positions to help, help. God bless y'all with the positions y'all in to help. Don't just leave people in here to die and rot. I will never see the streets again and never see my mother alive if this case don't go right. And these are my last words to y'all, man. Help. If y'all don't help me, man, my life is over for a alleged cell phone and a pack of cigarettes. They're going to give me 200 years.
2: You have one minute left.
13: I'm, I'm out of time. And um, I and thank you, all y'all for last last your kids, minute, man. I thank, uh, I thank and, y'all for your time. God bless you Tell y'all. them one more
11: time, if if time just, they can, how they can support you, brother. Give, one more yeah, time. Give, time, give
13: tell
10: your them
2: information to you they one more time, they have please.
13: This, contact the District Attorney of New York County by email, text, fax, phone. Contact Judge Curtis Farber. Contact the Administrative Judge of New York County. Governor Hochul. I wrote her. She sends my letter to corrections, and corrections tell me they can't do nothing, so the governor's not even doing their job. Contact the governor. Tell her to do her job. She's in position to help. help. Anybody, all these... All these the administrative judges, the supervisory judge, the district court judge, the judge in my case, maybe the DA, because he has the power to withdraw these charges. He knows it was a drug deal with somebody else, and they named the other person. It wasn't me. He has to step up, and he has to make a change in this. He's in a position to help. Please petition to him. Petition. To Thank
11: him. you for using
10: security. Yeah, sure.
11: Goodbye. Man, that is uh, it's just so terrible. We're watching somebody's life be destroyed in real time, right now. Listening right. to the stories of the bars. Um we got a lot more to say. But I think everybody might need a breather right now. So let's take a music break, and when we come back, let's go ahead and finish this conversation, get deeper into it. You down with us, Tag?
3: Oh, without a doubt, absolutely. All right, brother. Yeah. Um, you said pick
11: out. You can pick out whatever you want to play. I, I think we got a couple of them to choose from, and uh, yeah, kind of a great track. I all right. You're listening to Abolition Today, abolitiontoday.org, with Max Parthas and Yusuf Hassan. Today we're joined by Tag Hardman, and you just heard Dr. Stewart in Rikers Island.
0: We'll be right back after this. Abolition. Abolition.
17: Today. I'm Brian Abolition. Ross, joined, as always, by my colleague, Rhonda Schwartz. And, Rhonda, we begin tonight with a disturbing story about a true house of horrors, the giant New York City jail, Rikers Island, a filthy, lawless, overcrowded place that the new mayor of New York has rightly called a national embarrassment and a stain on the city, Rhonda.
9: That's right, Brian. And most of the 5,000 plus people held there are only awaiting trial. They haven't been convicted of anything, but their lives are in danger virtually every hour of every day, Brian
17: set on a 400-acre island near LaGuardia Airport in New York City, Rikers Island is one of the world's largest and no doubt worst city jails. And even the repeated exposés of what happens inside the walls here, like this video of a so-called fight night organized by the gangs, overlooked by the guards, have not led to any serious reforms. The fight night video was obtained by the New York Times. At New York Channel Pix 11, talked to one of the inmates who says he was forced to participate. It is a lawless place where prison gangs, not prison guards, seem to be in charge. Investigative reporters at the New York Post obtained photos from inside showing as many as 26 men stuffed into single cells. The New Yorker magazine documented how one young man got lost in the system, held in solitary confinement for almost three years without a trial for allegedly stealing a backpack. He later committed suicide.
0: Rikers Island has been a national embarrassment, and we have ignored it. And for far too long, and the situation there has been unacceptable. It is a stain
5: on our city.
17: And now New York Magazine has done its own deep dive, documenting how some 15 inmates died at or shortly after leaving Rikers Island last year alone. All rise, Southern District of New York. Docket number two four nine eight seven three. The People
2: versus Miller.
9: Always thought I had the right cause. Always thought I fought the right wars. Cut your money out them pockets, nigga next to your drawers Packing cocaine and cut straws Burn the ends behind closed doors Should have thought not after but before Now I'm walking back and forth on Rikers Island floors Prison guards, fuck young Barriquas. Buying them new sneakers Warden thinks he peeped us Please God, call my name for bail through the speakers More drugs in here than on the street Locked up pleasure seekers, <laughs> romance with the street us. <laughs> JC thought money made her complete. Yo tu call them sweetas, us, mamacitas. In the shower can't handle the heat Better hit them before they hit me. They cut sassy from her head to her feet. Jumped her and beat her, that's how they treat her. Sharks and little fish, that's how they eat her. always thought I had the right cause. Always thought I fought the right wars. Cut your money out them pockets, nigga, next to your drawers. Packing cocaine and cut straws. Burn the ends behind closed doors. Should have thought not after, but before. Now I'm walking back and forth on Rikers Island floors. Shot callers control the guap at the top. Cough and we all squat. Go against them, get knocked or get knocked. Home slice and the money in the letter. Now mama got wet up, said he was set up, crime inside don't stop, like junkies shooting up on rooftops, like stick-up kids robbing shops, like in the spot ducking shots, last thing the nigga heard was the pop, last tick of the clock, like when alone all you hear is raindrops, time, a mistress, centuries of secrets my soul's trapped in stealing concrete time is the biggest thief one i open when i sleep counting tears on my pillow strange bedfellows justice with our blindfolds with racism and lies little bit got new clothes from fucking co's smelling like tipperillos ironing their shirts grandma's hands praying for in church born in the mud took a fall in the dirt your money out them pockets nigga next to your drawers packing cocaine and cut straws burn the ends behind closed doors should have thought not after but before now i'm walking around back and forth the Rikers island floors be prepared corn roll my hair hide my razor there not in my mouth because i cut you first then cuss you out paying dues no discount amount no commissary account all i want is the fuck out I-
6: You just heard Brian Ross investigates inside Rikers Island, 15 men at the jail died last year. And that was followed up by Harlem Storm's Rikers Island Floors. So much uh, covered in that clip that was already verified by uh, Dr. Stewart when he called in. And then to hear Harlem Storm, who spent seven years in the process herself, and she put it into a song, into a poem. Uh, so, Max, I'd pass it off to you to hear your feedback on that track.
11: Um, well, I'm still stressed, you know, just hearing Doctor Stewart's story and what he represents. So many in there, eight to fifteen thousand people at any time in Rikers Island. Uh, The track was phenomenal and it's always great to hear from somebody who who has lived these things, talking about it and keeping it real. And uh, with the clips that we've been playing throughout the night to show that this is something that is indeed a constitutional violation of the highest order. And it's a matter of just respecting our rights, like defend our rights too. We deserve to have our rights defended too, not exploited. Slavery. And here in this jail, uh, the money, as I said, that they're spending to incarcerate people is the incentive. In 2011, it cost 395 dollars a day to incarcerate a single person in Rikers Island. From 2011 till now, the rate of the number of people who are in Rikers Island has decreased, but the cost to incarcerate them has five times that amount now. For instance, in 2017. It was $756 a day. In 2022, it's $1,525 a day. It's doubled since 2017. So you can see what the motive is. It's all about the money in New York for them. And they're using human beings as a commodity with no concern for the rights as human beings or as a citizen at all. It doesn't matter what they did. They just get them in there. Most of the people, more than half the people in Rikers Island, are there for nonviolent, drug-related or uh, poverty-related crimes, nonviolent crimes. And yet they're forced to be in there with people who are murderers and rapists and killers and have to live in an environment where nobody cares what happens to them in these environments. Every day is a risk to your life and, and your health and your welfare. These are literal crimes against humanity that the United States has to be held accountable for. And that's what's missing the most is accountability. We're talking about reform, but reform don't hold nobody accountable. I mean, all these these crimes that are happening by the guards, by the mayor, by the city council, by the governor, all of this that's happening, none of them ever have to answer for it. So there's no incentive for them to change any damn thing. They ain't scared of you because you're not holding them accountable
6: tag tag I'll pass it off to you before I uh chime in no
3: no um, doubt no doubt I mean as as you know that's 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 how they're moving on this and there's the profit motive behind it obviously there's the question of white supremacism and and the role that these plantations play in in continuing uh you know that that whole set of processes, you know, and as Dr. Stewart said, you know, straight up, like they wouldn't be doing what they're doing to him. They wouldn't be doing what they did to Kendra. They wouldn't be doing what they're doing to, to so many of us, you know, um, if, if the, the racial composition, these heads were not largely uh, what they are, which, you know, as, as you mentioned is it's us, it's those of us who are racialized here. And um, and it's continuous now for for all of these centuries. You know, as he also pointed pointed out, you know, we're talking about a, a a plantation that's named after Richard Riker, who was a part of you know what was called the kidnapping club because they were they were happy to be kidnapping people who looked like us, you know, in the 18th, and they they, can, they were doing it you know in the 1700s, in the 1600s, etc. And they're continuing to do it now. I mean, uh, Dr. Stewart uh, the other day was talking to him and and he was saying, you know, as far as he can observe, you know, part of why there's there's so much rampant violence going on in there is that, you know, that 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 whole place is haunted, you know, by 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 the spirits of of so many ancestors, you know, that transition in there. So it's it's ongoing. It's tragic. And even with the attention on Rikers, it, it, still, it still doesn't get addressed. You know, there's, there's attention on it. And for a moment, uh, you know, reform measures are raised and even, even enacted. And then, you know, they subside like they did just recently, you know, under, under Cuomo, who, who snuck in, you know, uh, ways to, to basically weaken and, 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 and push back even the, the reforms around bail, you know, that, that, that were put in place. Uh, during the last, you know, uh, let's say um, the the last uh, uh, batch of, of of horrible stories around Rikers, and and you know the last moment of of uh, national attention, you know, on on what uh, former slave patroller and and now uh, mayor Adams, you know, uh, called a stain, you know, and a national embarrassment. Well, I, I would like to know from from former slave patroller Adams. How many heads have you sent up into there to be calling it such a stain and all this?
6: Absolutely. And, you know, from the clip we heard, they talk about uh, 26 people in a one-man cell or where the, the brother called in and he was talking about the fight clubs and he was saying that he had to urinate on someone because he was paid to do so. Or what we heard, Uh, Harlem Storm saying her song where she had to have sex with a guard just to get, you know, clean clothes. You know, these type of atrocities going on there. And just to touch, you know, further on uh, the the legacy of Riker's Island, yes, it's named after a former judge by the name of Richard Riker. He was known for abusing the Fugitive Slaves Act, which was put in place to allow for the capture and return of runaway Enslaved They weren't slaves Would run away enslaved in the U.S. In accordance with the Fugitive Slave Act Members of the club would bring a black person Before Riker Who would quickly issue a certificate of removal Before the accused had a chance To bring witnesses to testify That he was actually free And that's a quote from Eliza Wright Jr.'s 19th century newsletter Chronicles of Kidnapping So There's the legacy right there When we talk about uh, Sixth Amendment violations. It started out that way with people not being able to actually go before the court and prove their innocence or put up a defense for themselves that this legacy continues on. We have people like Dr. Stewart, who's been there for 36 months as he stated. in. He said that there's some people that have been there four years and five years. And we all know the Khalif Browder story uh, of how he was there. And we're talking about for a backpack, and yes, they tried to get him to cop out, and Khalif said, "No, I'm not going to cop out because I'm innocent." So, this 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 is a very difficult topic, but a necessary topic to discuss. And what makes it really unique is that many times we talk about the Thirteenth Amendment, and we talk about the exception clause and it's talking about those duly convicted when we're talking about i believe it's about 85 percent of the people on rikers island being pre-trial detainees so they're not even subjected to the 13th amendment exception clause so this is a even more blatant violation of their human rights because the 13th amendment exception clause says once a person's duly convicted they're now a slave of that state so these are these people are being subjected to slavery illegally. Those that are in the prisons, it's legally done because the 13th Amendment allows it to be, do so, but it's a human rights violation. It's a crime against humanity, and that's why we fight that. But we have many instances right here on Rikers Island, clear violation, and as Max stated, no one's being punished for it.
11: Um, what we're witnessing, too, is basically a money laundering scheme going on using human bodies as commodities and
10: mm-hmm.
11: subjecting them to crimes against humanity. If you don't mind pulling out your calculator for me, uh, Brother Yusuf, I, I, want, I want to check a couple of numbers out so we can see exactly what this is, right? Sure. Let's go ahead and I'm get the 600,000. 600,000, right? Let's start with that.
10: Uh-huh.
11: 8,000 because you got 8,000 people in there now. It goes up to as many as 15,000, but let's be conservative. Let's go with $600,000 a year. 1,000 people. How much money is that that they're laundering just that number
6: alone? <laughs> so, just that alone is 4.8 billion dollars
11: a year. 4.8 billion laundered at the uh the cost Blood, bone, tears, and destruction of not only the inmates, but their communities as well. Because you're destroying families. You're taking away breadwinners. You're taking away the future with the young kids' communities. Now, we know that back in 2017, we found out that the New York City Police Department had this arrest quota going on. And it was a lawsuit that actually won forcing the city to pay back $75 million because of these false uh, summons that they were putting out. As many as 200,000 or 900,000 summons were tossed out by a judge at $150 per incident. So let's talk about the summons that lead you to Rikers Island if you don't pay them. So 900,000 times $150 for summons. What is that?
6: So that comes out to 135 million.
11: Uh, Another 135 million that was falsified by the freaking New York Police Department using illegal quotas to get people into a place like Rikers Island, where they would be go through uh, this hell on earth, like Khalif Browder did. How many lives have been lost? We could call it murder because they put them in there. And in Rikers Island in 2021, there was 21 deaths. 21 freaking deaths in rikers island and there were over 500 people who ended up in the hospital while in rocket rikers island because of the brutality they experienced like brother stewart had four five billion dollars a year for Rikers, uh billion or two for these summons that pushed them into rikers Christian, money laundering Slavery, genocide, human trafficking, and damn it, someone has to be held accountable. Without holding can't expect any change. That's like asking the murderer, uh, would you pay for That's not how it works. But if you say, I'm going to call the cops, the cops going to come get you, and you'll be a part of these slaves just like us. Then suddenly they start acting like they know something. So we really need to start holding people accountable one way or another. You said,
6: you're absolutely, absolutely right there, Max. And so the question becomes, how to hold them accountable?
11: First, you prove that this is slavery, that they are practicing slavery knowingly, that they are hunting people in the street like freaking wild game on purpose in order to create this money laundering scheme. We've seen the President of the United States is involved in something very similar. You don't think that it's already going on in Rikers Island, the corruption of it all? So we need to uh, prove that, which we, I believe really, we can do beyond the shadow of a doubt. And once you prove that they're committing crimes against humanity and violating wholesale people's constitutional rights, then we can start having tribunals like we have already had for genocide with the, uh, in the spirit of Mandela uh, organization. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me pass the tags so you can tell them what they found out, because you had testimony from all over the country by experts in that uh, trial, the the tribunal that proved that the United States is guilty of genocide in America.
6: You may be on mute. You might be on
3: mute. Yes, ideally you can hear me. Uh, You can hear me okay? Yes. Okay, because the the connection was, was getting a little bit uh, thrown off but yes yes so and, and heads can actually look at the full footage from that tribunal uh, if, if you go to uh, tribunal 2020com uh, this is the spirit of Mandela tribunal which was held in late October. and yes the, the US was found guilty of all uh, all counts of genocide um, by these international jurists that came together uh, to to uh, charge the us or to to deliberate over the the charges that were levied against the us for genocide, uh, continuing the uh, critical work that heads like uh, William Patterson and uh, Paul Robeson and so many others put together um, back uh, a little over seventy years ago now. So yes, I mean, the findings are are you know beyond convincing. And there, there were over 30 um, expert uh, witnesses who provided testimony, whether it be heads who have, you know, experienced uh, incarceration and, and enslavement, uh, you know, going into to their, their experiences of solitary confinement, going into their experiences of just the kind of brutality that Dr. Stewart just described, you know, um, on, on all levels. So, so yes, I mean it, there, there's there's a, an overwhelming uh, amount of evidence of these crimes against humanity, uh, genocide, enslavement, and and all that comes with that. You know the the health disparities that we face out here, the racialized targeting of of heads by these slave patrollers out here. You know the uh, all, all all down the line. You know, including questions like the questions of food, right? And, and the, the, obviously we all have to eat, you know, and obviously we know that, that heads on the inside are being fed oftentimes, you know, uh, what they're calling food, but that is, is not meant for human consumption. You know, uh, Dr. Stewart already just pointed to the fact that he was being, you know, poisoned and, and attempts were being made against his life through the food where they're putting broken glass into his food. You know, and that's not abnormal. I, I was also reminded of, of another comrade who's inside currently um, out in Indiana, um, Siraj Adin, who's, who's up against it, you know, dealing with these white supremacists who, who uh, are running the plantation out in Indiana and, and you know, going through all kinds of health, health issues, et cetera. And like the individual that Dr. Stewart just mentioned, he too is, is in there for what? They're claiming that he, that, you know, uh, what you would call like attempted murder or whatever, even though there's no, there's no victim, there's nobody was actually murdered or shot or anything like that. It's all just based off, you know, the fact that this this brother has a record. They, you know, they they were pulling some kind of a sting operation or whatever it was, and you know, so so they they choose the target that they know they have the best chance of of, of locking up. You know, putting it under slavery and continuing to exploit, you know, um, that that individual's life for for their own personal gain.
11: Man, I wish we had more time to talk about this, uh, but we're gonna be here every week carrying this torch. Um, in the meantime, there's a couple things that I, I do want to mention uh, before we get into our final uh, musical track, and then do our closing for the program and get into our uh, last segment. Uh, First of all, we talked about Isaiah Andrews last week. Uh, While we were Mm -hmm. on the phone with Gina, uh, she was there with him, right? At the uh, assisted living uh, house, you know, he's 84 years old. He was wrongfully convicted for 46 years and just recently had his case dropped and was released. But At 84 and sick, he had to have assisted living. They just kicked him out because he doesn't have insurance. So 46 years, wrongfully incarcerated, finally gets out, and now he's being put on the street with nothing um, because they don't have insurance. So uh, we've got to find a way to come together to help Isaiah Andrews as well, uh, in addition to all of that. There's no reason why this man, after this type of torture, And uh, abuse he's been subject to should be in the streets at 84 years old living on the street. That's just crazy. Again, it's murder. I mean, you don't have to pull a trigger to kill somebody. You can set into motion events that cause their death. Uh, So we're dealing with that. that. That's the first thing. And I'd also like to take a moment to remember March 4th for Freedom, 2010. It was the first... Uh, nationally organized protests against legalized slavery here in the nation since the Antebellum period. And so much has come from that day, which we just uh, remember the anniversary of on March 4th. So I just want to take a moment to remember that and to say thank you to all the people back in 2010 who brought this thing to light so that we are where we are now, where it has become a national topic uh, with many fighting for it. All right. With that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic uh, to you, Yusuf, if you have any comments or anything before we get into our track or tag, but then we'll play our track and come back and close it up after that.
6: So I'd pass it to tag because we're going to go into our uh, closing segment segment soon. You know, we'll be getting to the news portion. So uh, anything you want to tell the people where they can get in contact with you, the things you have, anything you have coming up, Uh websites
3: Absolutely so I'll I'll repeat and the the tribunal footage can be found this was the international tribunal that was held last October that can be found at tribunal2021 the the number 2021.com and likewise the website for the campaign that put that together is spiritofmandela.org so uh, that's tribunal2021.com and spiritofmandela.org. Uh, Root and Branch NYC can be found across social media. So if you just look up uh, Root and Branch NYC, you know you can you can find us there. Please uh, hit us up, especially if you're looking to do um, any of the kinds of work that that we do, abolitionism-wise, uh, in in this area of uh, New York City, and um, you know in the this- areas and i would also just again mention the the group that uh we heard the clip from uh that footage was from a group that's also out here in in, in ny called eyes on you and they can be found on, they can be found on social media as well and uh, you know if you'd like for with regard to any of that you can hit me up directly on uh, on email uh, at com. So that's third spelled out, Rotary the usual way, at hushman.com.
11: Thank you, Tag. Thanks so much, brother. You know, we have to make, we have to get international assistance with this effort to end slavery and have this genocide recognized. And towards that end, a couple of days ago, I had a conversation with Professor Joel Uh, Quirk out of South Africa, Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, For those that don't know who he is, which is probably everybody, he is one of the authors, co-authors of the Bellagio Harvard Guidelines on Slavery. Um, So literally wrote the definition of slavery for international usage, which has been applied in multiple states already for prosecution, multiple nations for prosecution, which was very good news to hear. Um, He is in agreement with us on our fight in regards to the 13th Amendment and these exception clauses and the continued practice of legalized slavery through our state constitutions and, in fact, by our justice system. Um, And we're going to be working with him in the future uh, towards bringing more and uh, understanding toward this and getting international attention as well. Uh, And also in the very near future, we had a discussion with CLLP campaign to change the cemetery name regarding the Sugar Land 95 project. Uh, Out in Texas, Mm -hmm. uh, they had mass grave with 95 uh, inmates who had been worked to death or beaten to death or killed there and buried in these unmarked graves. And the the whole area, the whole idea of what they're faced with is being treated very callously, like they don't really care and not given the proper respect. Uh, In the very near future, we're going to have a program that is going to focus specifically on their campaign, what they're trying to achieve, and the history of Texas and convict leasing, and how they transferred immediately after the emancipation from chattel slavery to prison slavery, and really became a model for the nation in using convict leasing. Where I'm at right now in Alabama, uh, by the 1890s, nearly 80% of their GDP came from convict leasing. And in the antebellum period, uh, nearly 90% of their uh, GDP came from slavery. So, you know, it just went from one thing to the other, just that quick. Uh, so those are just some of the things I wanted to say. And uh, we can go ahead and get into our uh, last musical break. And then when we come back, uh, we'll cover a couple of pieces of news, wrap it up with our sponsors, and have a wonderful Bridging the Gap segment for you to hear. Yusuf.
6: Absolutely, so I'll, we're going to play a track It's from the TV show, How to Get Away with Murder And this is Annalise Keetons. Uh She's played by Viola Davis It's a speech that she gives to the Supreme Court And that's going to be followed up by Sons of an Illustrious Father, Sixth Amendment We'll be back in one moment Abolition, today
8: As an arbiter of the law, with whole knowledge of historical jurisprudence in this country, race must always be considered a variable.
3: You have precious time, Miss Keating. I suggest that you don't waste it by making arguments you've already made. These are not my words, Justice Strickland.
8: They're yours. You wrote them in your 1985 ruling in Bryant v. Topeka, an equal protection case dealing with a state housing lottery program. Racism is built into the DNA of America. And as long as we turn a blind eye to the pain of those suffering under its oppression, we will never escape those origins. The only safeguard people of color have is the right to a defense, and we won't even give them that. Which means that the promise of civil rights has never been fulfilled. Due to the failure of our justice system, our public defense system in particular, Jim Crow is alive and kicking. Laws that made it illegal for blacks and whites to be buried in the same cemetery. They categorize people into quadroons and octoroons. They punish a black person for seeking medical attention in a white hospital. Some may claim that slavery has ended. But tell that to the inmates who are kept in cages and told that they don't have any rights at all. People like my client Nathaniel Leahy and millions of people like him who are relegated to a subclass of human existence in our prisons. There is no alternative to justice in this case. There is no other option to decide against my plaintiffs is to choose lining the pockets of prison owners over providing basic defense for the people who live in them. And is that the America that this court really wants to live in? Where money is more important than humanity? Where criminality is confused with mental health? The Sixth Amendment was ratified in 1791. It's been 226 years since then. Let's finally guarantee its rights to all of our citizens.
6: of this stolen nation where the subject fell to indefinite attention in a concrete cell awaiting deportation. But if you've been there for a while, they can't hold you without a fair, a speedy trial. They can't hold you. Hold on, my child. They can't hold you. At least that's what they told you. That's what they told you. You just heard how to get away with murder clip, uh, speech to the Supreme Court. And that was followed by Sons of an Illustrious Father, Sixth Amendment. <sighs> a, lot, a lot there, Max. You know, a, you know basically a heard, of everything we heard this evening.
11: I, I want to give a shout-out to Violet Davis. She has supported the slavery abolitionist movement now for some time. And to hear her speak about it there it was pretty awesome, you know. Um, A friend of mine who is working within our federal efforts to remove the exception clause, repeal and replace 13th Amendment, asked me recently, Max, explain this warehousing bodies thing to me. Because, you know, in the federal amendment, they're focusing mainly on prison labor as being the problem. Free labor is the problem, you know, and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And I said, no, that's just a part of it because warehousing bodies has surpassed that. It's It's much more lucrative. So my answer to that question is, if you heard the show tonight, Rikers is an example of warehousing bodies and jails like that all across America. The immigration system you heard in the song, the detainees uh, is another example of housing bodies for profit. We found out that to hold one of the children that were immigrants coming in, for instance, was 750 some dollars a day, which is basically over a quarter million dollars a year per child. And then for the adults, they can hold them in debt. So if you just put them on a bed like a slab of meat and you're a butcher holding them in your refrigeration, you're getting a quarter million dollars per person. And for the adults, you're getting something like $100,000 per person. And you don't need them to work. All you've got to do is capture them, hold them from the taxpayers. And this is what's happening with our jails in states like New York and in Louisiana where the parishes are like little kingdoms and the jails are what generate the revenue for the entire budget in the damn communities there. So warehousing bodies is slavery. You're capturing kidnapping people and holding them on false charges or just made up some stuff and then keeping their bodies there for as long as you possibly can, get these huge-ass paychecks on it and use it as a system of money laundering. This is criminal in the highest order. Right now,
12: Yusuf?
6: Absolutely, and that ties right into an article that was placed in The Hill back in November of 2021, where it stated there's an oversight panel, eyes excessive bail, jail overcrowding in New York City. The House Oversight and Reform Committee has requested briefings from five New York City district attorneys regarding prison conditions and excessive bail, and it goes on saying a whole bunch of blah, 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 and then not actually getting into the meat of the actual story, and that's where you start following the money. It's the same as if you had a social media platform. What gives you valuation is the amount of daily active users and monthly active users. That gives you your value, and that's the same thing that gives value to these jails and prisons, the amount of people that they have there. Warehousing bodies, just like you just described it, Max.
11: Exactly, brother. And as I said earlier, it's unfortunate. Uh, topics like this need so much conversation, but I'm glad that we can be a part of the conversation. And it's also, you know, it's haunting considering where I am right now in Selma, Alabama, still trying to get the same rights we were trying to get in 1965. Jackson and shot him twice In his stomach for trying to protect his Mother and grandmother from police Abuse uh, And we're still in the So we have got to do Listening right now You got to do something You got to talk about it You got to raise hell You got to educate yourself on this situation And most of all if you're hearing us And you're not a slavery abolitionist You need to change your damn mind about This cannot be fixed it can't be repaired. It can't be reformed. Uh, and you can't solve the problem by blaming buildings. There are people committing these crimes that need to be held accountable. And we need slavery abolitionists today, especially with nine states potentially on the ballot this year and four of them already on the ballot. We're doing our part. We need you to do yours. Um, it's quarter two, so I guess we'll get into a appreciation for our sponsors for this week. But I want to say also we need to pray for Dr. Stewart and others like him, and we need to show some real help and assistance for him. Thank you for listening to Great. us today. Uh, I'll catch you again next week. I'll be back in Paul Cuffey Abolitionist Center, and we'll be here on Abolition Today, spreading the gospel of slavery abolition. Yusuf,
6: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll be the one out on the road next week. Uh not announcing where I'm gonna be yet, but uh we definitely wanna give a thank you to our sponsors and partners, Jailhouse Lawyers Speak, the IMW Ubuntu Prison Advocacy Network, SEMA Urge, Quakers Uplifting Racial Justice, the Paul Cuffey Abolitionist Center, Prismatic Dreams, the Abolished Slavery National Network. Uh we definitely thank our guest, Tag Harmon, along with Dr. Stewart. And Dr. Stewart's fiance, I've forgotten the sister's name, but thank her for calling in. Thank you to the person who actually had to take the call for Dr. Stewart because he couldn't call us directly. He had to call through someone else. So we thank that person. We thank uh, our regular listeners, and we also have uh, quite a few new listeners on this evening. So we thank you for tuning in. Uh, Remember, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash abolition today For all the news, information, and music you hear on this program We're also available on uh, all major podcast platforms Uh, I encourage you all to go back to uh, May 17, 2020 When we did our episode of The Myth of the Sixth Amendment Where we broke down the Sixth Amendment violations. But I encourage you to listen to all of our episodes going all the way back to when we did our mic check before we even started on March 15th. Go all the way back, listen to everything because we've broken it down piece by piece by piece by piece by piece where there is a clear argument of legalized slavery still existing. There's no counter argument to it except. Thoughts and feelings, but we've, put, we've brought forth truth the entire time You can also text end the exception, that's all one word, no spaces, end the exception to 52886 And follow the prompts, this will send a signed petition on your behalf to your congressional reps In support of the proposed 28th amendment to repeal and replace the exception clause to the 13th amendment also, remember to join the movement at AbolishSlavery.us. They become part of the solution. Again, oh, I it's used it, by final. the way,
11: that, that, uh, AbolishSlavery.us is a brand-new website. We redid it. You want to check it out. There are so many resources and tools for you there now. So go to US and sign up on our mailing list, make a donation, and check out all the resources we've made available.
6: Uh, i got to check that out myself if you see the new website. Okay. So our last segment, usually in our last segment, we play something from our ancestors where many times what's being said was only heard by the people in the room at that time, that it hasn't been spoken since then. For instance, this evening we have Ozzy Davis reading Frederick Douglass, uh, in our first season, we played 19 weeks of Frederick Douglass autobiography, and he came to a conclusion. And we're playing the conclusion this evening, and that's going to be accompanied by Damian Jr. Gong Marley, Slave Mill. We're going to have a clip from American Gods, Mr. Nancy speech, Story of Black People, and the under, the under music or the accompanying music, is sorrow, tears and blood by fella Cootie. We'll be back next Sunday, March 20th, God willing, with another master class on slavery abolition. So until until next week, think about abolition today. Thank you all for tuning in. Peace and blessings be upon you all. Peace.
0: Abolition. 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 abolition.
4: With so this warning to the American people, I bring my story to its end.
16: What men want and what they will, working for a dollar bill. Sad to see the old slave mill grinding slow but grinding still. Walking home, my youth gets killed. Police free to shoot at will. Sad to see the old slave mill grinding slow but grinding still. Nine to five, you know the drill. Weekends are a short-lived thrill. That's to see the old slave mill. Grinding slow but grinding still. Cover on that over till it's still. Take until they've their fill. Sure hurts to see the old slave mill.
10: <laughs>
16: grinding slow but grinding still. Grindin
4: still. A new pattern of oppression replacing the old slave system was growing up in the South. The plantation owners, Shorn of their source of power by emancipation, devised new methods of reducing the freedman to a state of peonage that would keep him bound hand and foot to the plantation. Terrorist societies, such as the Ku Klux Klan, swept down upon Negroes who dared to protest the violation of their rights. Any Negro community which sought to defend its civil liberties soon found its churches and schools a smoking shambles. Soon, As a result of this terror, the constitutional amendments adopted after the Civil War became little better than a mockery of freedom. When I met delegates at Negro conventions who had lived through the horrors of seeing their families massacred, their churches and schools burned to the ground, and their homes left in smoke and ruins, I realized the ridiculousness of the contention that my work was over. Constitutional amendments guaranteeing the Negro equality and fair play looked very well in print, I reminded my friends. But law on the statute book and law and the practice of the nation are two very different things and sometimes very opposite things. What were the 14th and 15th amendments worth to the victims of the Klan terror? What did the ballot mean to men reduced to a state of peonage? At the South, I argued in speech after speech The Negro dependent upon his enemy for his daily bread Cannot long vote or act contrary to the will of those To whom he must necessarily look for food and raiment Which he must have It is a grand thing to have rights Secured by constitutional provisions And by legal enactments But without a public opinion And the government to enforce them They are a mockery to be one half freeman and the other half slave. To be a citizen and yet treated as an alien. To be a man and yet not be a man among men may do for monsters, but not for genuine manhood. To those who called for a halt to agitation on the Negro question, I replied, We certainly hope that the time will come when the colored man in America shall cease to require the special efforts to guard these rights and advance their interests as a class. But that time has not yet come and is not even at the door. When the doors of nearly every workshop in the land are closed against the colored race and the highest callings open to them are of a menial character, While a colored gentleman is compelled to walk the streets of our large cities like New York, unable to obtain admission to public hotels. While staterooms are refused in our steamboats, and berths are refused in our sleeping cars on account of color, and the Negro is a byword and a hissing at every corner, the Negro is not abolished as a degraded caste. Nor need his friends shut up shop And cease to make his advancement In the scale of civilized life A special work Abolition
0: After
1: Once upon a time A man got fucked Now how is that for a story Cause that's the story Of black people
2: In America <laughs> hey! Shit
1: you all don't know you black yet. You think you just people. Let me be the first to tell you that you are all black. The moment these Dutch motherfuckers set foot here and decided they white, and you get to be black, and that's the nice name they call you. Let me paint a picture of what's waiting for you on the shore. You arrive in America. Land of opportunity, milk and honey, and guess what? You all get to be slaves, split up, sold off, and worked to death. The lucky ones get Sunday off to sleep, but and make most slaves and all for what? For cotton, indigo, for a fucking purple shirt. The only good news is the tobacco your grandkids are going to farm for free is going to give a shitload of these white motherfuckers cancer. And I ain't even started yet. A hundred years later, you
12: are fucked. A hundred years after that, fucked. A hundred
1: years after you get free, you still getting fucked out of job and shot at by police. You see what I'm saying? This guy gets it. I like him. He's getting angry. Angry is
2: good. Angry gets
1: You are telling you. He staring down the barrel of 300 years of subjugation, racist bullshit, and hot air. He is telling you that is the one goddamn reason you shouldn't go up there right now and
12: slit the throat. Of every last one of these Dutch motherfuckers and set fire to
1: this ship! But now, one minute I will go. And he nearly got You are already dead, asshole. At least die a sacrifice for something worthwhile. Like
12: Let the motherfucker burn, let it all
4: burn. With this warning to the American people, I bring my story to its end. To be one half freeman and the other half slave, to be a citizen and yet treated as an alien, To be a man and yet not be a man among men may do for monsters, but not for genuine manhood. Abolition.
0: Abolition. Abolition.
2: Abolition. Abolition. Abolition.